Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast reminding you change happens to you, but your transformation is a choice to let go of what holds you back and lean in toward Jesus, learning to live the way he has designed you to live. Each week you'll hear stories or interviews with other women learning how they've navigated their journey of transformation, finding the through line of their life, and learning to let go of their self-limiting beliefs and to live life wholeheartedly and authentic. Let's listen in. Hey friend, glad you're here today. I know that if you've been dropping in to these solo episodes for a while, you've heard me kind of exploring the idea of letting go what holds you back. And I realized that part of my own journey has been learning what it is that holds me back so that I can make changes and pay attention to how to let it go. So I thought it would be Um, helpful to review for me and then maybe for you to consider for if for the first time or maybe consider again how you can practice letting go of things that hold you back. I'm going to share a couple of quotes and a passage of scripture that has really helped me recognize some of these places that that haven't really fit. I also have talked a lot about the Enneagram and there's a reason for that. Not just because I have become a practitioner of the tool of the Enneagram of personality, but because it has been so transformative for me in my life all the way around physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, like all the things. And it's just a tool, but it has been an incredible guide for me. And I am so grateful. And because it has been helpful to me, I want other people to be able to be helped by a tool if they want to. So that being said, the context of this episode, learning what holds you back, here is a quote from the Franciscan father, Richard Rohr. And it has to do with our culture and the emphasis that we have on the externals. So here here are Father Richard's words. Success is hardly ever your true self. Only your early window dressing It gives you some momentum for the journey, but it is never the real goal. Now that may be surprising considering the emphasis that we hear on passion and success and growth and all of those kinds of things. And and you may be thinking, but Lisa, you talk about personal growth all the time. And you're right. I do, but for a different purpose, for a different motive. And I think that's something to keep in mind. What is the motive that we have for doing anything? 
part of my quieting during the season of Lent was to get clear on my motives and to recognize even more places that I allow myself to be distracted and stay in tune with my motives and my passion and purpose, which I still believe are vital elements of a life that can thrive. But to to Father Richard's quote, success is hardly ever your true self. That's language that I can tie in with the Enneagram. Our true self and our false self. Our false self is the ego that we have, that we want people to see us, know us, like us for the things that we do, how we behave. And it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition or part of the upside down kingdom that we're invited to simply be. We think of uh, the passage in, in Psalm 46, uh, 10, be still and know that I am God. We often think that we need to demonstrate, we need to work, we need to be doing. And here again, goes back to what I said about motives. We are to demonstrate and to be working and doing, but not for the glory here on earth that people like us or are impressed by what we do, but so that people will come in contact with the risen Savior in us. So let me read to you one of my favorite passages of scripture because it helps me keep myself reminded of what is true about me as I am learning to let go of what holds me back and to step forward as God has made me to encourage others, to lead, to be creative, all the ways. So here's the passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, and I'm reading from the NIV. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. What I have learned from this passage is that whatever it is that I do, if I do it with the motive to give God glory and it's for the good of others, then it is more likely that people will see Jesus and not me. Years ago, well, years literally, 2004, so almost 20 years ago, 
my family had the opportunity to travel to Sri Lanka to visit an orphanage and just play with the kids, help build a playground at the orphanage. So we took our two sons and we went with a small group of people to do this work. And I was deep into performative faith practices at that time, all about the to-do lists and projects and programs. And while I was in Sri Lanka, having come with materials to do projects with the kids, I distinctly felt in my spirit the Lord say to me, you are a human being not a human doing. Be with these people. And that began the journey of discovering the power of presence. God's presence, first of all, and the gift that truly being present to another person, their conversation, their excitement, perhaps their sorrow, the pain that they might be experiencing, to truly be present is to be fully a human being. And I allowed myself to be distracted by time, by tasks, by outcomes, rather than practicing presence. And of course, recognizing something like that was a gift that God gave me. And just that knowledge didn't change me overnight. I still have to pay attention to that. But what I will give you as an encouragement is that it is a journey first of learning what holds you back and then to develop new practices that can help you let go of what holds you back. So just for fun, right this minute, you can take one hand off the steering wheel if you're listening and clench it tight into a fist. When you are clinging to a way of doing or being that has worked for you in the past, but you might not have it working for you now, you need to relax your hold and open your hand. After a tightly clenched fist, when you slowly open your hand, you can feel your blood flow back into your fingers. The life that you are to live is loosened up. So my question is, what comes to mind as you listen to this of a way of being, a way of practicing your faith that is not as life-giving as it used to be? Most of us have habits that we have developed because at that time we needed that. But there are times when an old habit 
needs to be refreshed or needs to be let go of. And that is true about the way that we practice our faith. Sometimes we need to put our chair in a different spot when we come to read the word. Just to refresh, just to give new life. So consider what it might be that's holding you back. And know that the invitation to begin again is new every morning, as it says in Lamentations 3. His mercies are new every morning. And so every day you begin like a clean piece of paper, ready to write the experiences and thoughts of your life on that day, that page. That's a beautiful gift, a beautiful invitation that God gives us. It's our choice to respond and receive. The good news of Jesus is that we're invited to surrender to the mystery that touched our hearts and brought us to this place, to this moment. To surrender is a part of agreeing with God. So today, if you will allow Holy Spirit to do so, you will learn at least one thing that's holding you back from a vibrant, Christ-filled, joyful life. That's what abundant life is. It's not about stuff. It's not about external success in the world's eyes. Remember, this is the upside-down kingdom. Jesus told us, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Thanks for being here to listen to these reflections of what came up for me and what continues to come up for me. If you're finding a stirring and you would like to talk with someone who's walked this path a little bit ahead of you, please reach out to me. My email is lisa at lisalewiscoaching.com. Lewis is L-E-W-I-S. And I would love to schedule a time to listen and be present to what's coming up and perhaps discover together a tool that can help you let go of what is holding you back. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. If you found any value here, please help others find us by going to Apple Podcasts to like, subscribe, and write a review. Or share this episode with a woman that you know who is on a transformational journey as well. Also, I have a newsletter that is associated with the podcast and you can sign up for that and receive your very own boundaries worksheet, which is an incredible help as you navigate
transformation. And that is found at letgoleaninpodcast.com. You can click in there and receive that gift and then monthly receive the newsletter on transformation choices that you can continue to make. Again, I really appreciate you choosing to listen to these offerings and I pray that they are helpful to you on your journey of transformation as you let go and lean in toward Jesus. Thank you.